Not a lot scares me, quite frankly. Uh, however, uh, I don't like scary movies. Halloween isn't my favorite holiday of the year, but mm. it is for a lot of people. It's the biggest holiday for some people. Mm. But one of the things we're going to talk about today is scary movies and Halloween. And, and we're going to be joined today by Dr. Gary Leonard, who is the professor of English at University of Toronto, to talk about why do we love horror movies and Halloween. And he joins us on the program today. Dr. Leonard, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Nice to talk to you. So why do people, why, people love to be scared, huh? Well, it, uh, probably the simplest way I could put it is the difference between fear and anxiety. And scary, of course, seems to cover both. But it's in some ways, it's more uncomfortable to be anxious than to be afraid. Because when you're afraid, you know why, which doesn't mean it's pleasant. But when you're anxious, you don't. So horror movies have kind of found that niche where the monster is a way to move your anxiety over again onto something that you can at least see. I mean, you, you, you don't like it and it scares you, but it's real as opposed to why do I feel so anxious? I don't know why I'm, I'm feeling this way. So to some degree, horror movies offer uh, a way to, to turn our anxiety into something concrete, which will be scary, but then we can watch as the movie and the people in it all come together in various ways. Some of them don't make it, obviously, but some do. And and so what we're really watching is a successful, uh, uh, you know, movement from being anxious, who knows why, to being afraid of X and then overcoming X, at, at least until the sequel. Which is, uh, um, yeah. so, the horror movies are great for sequels because X never stays dead. Well, of course. That's why we have so many iterations of so many different horror movies. Uh, Dr. Leonard, can yeah. you can you make someone afraid of a movie if they don't already feel that anxiety? Yes, I, 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 because then, it, at least for the first part of the movie, because we... Also, uh, you know, there's a there's a kind of uh, common saying in in horror movies that you want to not show the movie as the monster as long as possible because that's much scarier mm. than, than than the scariest monster you can possibly uh, uh, create. So th that's a way to make people afraid is, is they don't know what what this thing is. They don't know what made that creak. So whether you're anxious or not. You're you're going to be wanting to know is is that creak a, a threat to me or is that just a, a creaking floorboard? Often people talk about music, John Williams and the theme to Jaws. You didn't see that shark until maybe about the thirty minute mark of that movie, but that mm -hmm. music you just were on the edge of your seat. So music is a huge part of this, is it not? It absolutely is, and and there were horror movies in the silent era. Uh, the famous one is called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That was a German film made in 1919. And then the scare, this, it was mostly shadows that were scary. And, uh, and, and of course, silent movies weren't purely silent. They often had an organ player or somebody who could play whatever they wanted, sort of a mad phantom of the opera <laughs> set up. So they, they still did have them. The masterpiece of soundtrack for me is, is, is The Shining. I mean, Kubrick, oh, yeah. of course, they, and the sounds he gets, the tonal, what he sort of seemed to realize was that what was scary was the tonal noises, not necessarily a song, or not even an eerie song, mm -hmm. but just a low hum or, or high sound. This, this put everybody on edge, whether there was something on screen yet or not. 
even thinking about the movie The Shining makes me afraid, and I haven't seen it in probably 15 years. So there's something about the way that these really, they stay with us for such a long time. But some people really like to seek them out. I'm someone who, okay, I've seen it, I understand it's scary, I never want to look again. But some people keep going back to this well, Dr. Leonard. Why, why is that? Yeah, well, I, you're right. I, I, and horror movies, for good reason, you don't, I think I'm not a big censorship fan, but you really don't want to show a five-year-old The Shining. I, I would argue because <laughs> they will be that, that, even they'll see it again even when they're forty, and they still won't be able to recover <laughs> what happened when they were five because we don't have that separation of, of reality and uh, and what's on the screen as a, a, a younger. So I ask my class sometimes, what's you know, what's the first time you watched a movie and you were scared and. And what what I found was interesting, and I didn't think of it at first, is they they were all talking about movies that weren't super scary, but they saw them with their older siblings when they were four or five. So it so they would see the old Dracula from say the nineteen thirties, and now they can never see it again. Right. And because they were so young. So, uh, but going back, I think it's part one of the things that people like horror movies. They're looking for stories where you can uh, you repeat something until you have mastered it. This is kind of a common, I mean, I, that that accounts for a lot of things. And Freud famously defined trauma as repeating an incident you haven't been able to get over in the, in the vain hope that this time uh, it won't happen. Like if you're on a train or a car accident, you, you replay it over and over up to the moment before because you really want to stop it. And in a weird way, horror movies can reproduce that repetition sense, except sooner or later, maybe not the first few times, someone will actually stop it. So so the monster will get his way first two or three victims, and then he tries it a fourth time, and okay, now you're done. That's it. We, we learn the first three times. And so it actually mimics a, a mastery of uh, of trauma, the narrative of the horror movie. See, I don't like the blood and gore type of shows, but I do understand that Alfred Hitchcock was the master of suspense. He was a believer yes. that he didn't have to show the knife plunging into Janet Lee in obviously yes. Psycho, but he did such a great job with his camera work, his editing, that it made it even yes. more scary to me than actually seeing that kind of stuff. Am I yeah, alone that, in that? No, not at all. Hitchcock was a genius director by uh, any account. And he actually made another comment about that shower scene that, that indicates that he knew something about the audience that was next level. He said, when I filmed the shower scene, I wanted I wanted to the audience, I wanted it to, to seem like the knife was ripping the screen. And uh, wow. that was his, his his intuition was that what he does in that shower scene is, is we, we feel attacked. You know, he's, the, the camera is so close. There's 71 cuts in 40 seconds, I think, in, the, in that famous piece. And it, it's so fast and there's no point of view. There's no stable shot. So, so the audience is is basically and when you think about it sitting in the dark in a movie theater in a in a confined space is the, you know it, you're not getting wet but you're also almost in a shower yeah. so mm -hmm. He he took he knew that he thought about okay someone I'm making this movie and someone's out there sitting in the dark in their seat there's people all around them and they're they're I can terrify them not not the people not the people on the screen because we're 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 willing to have them terrified <laughs> and say oh that's too bad what we don't what really is scary is when the menace. We, we, we lose that separation, and, it's, and it suddenly feels like we are in danger. 
Does it does it do anything unhealthy to us if you're someone who constantly seeks out being scared? Like, is it raising your adrenaline to an unhealthy level if you keep kind of repeating this this situation? What does it actually do to you physically? Yeah, well, in media studies, this, this is the, the most famous chicken-egg debate. You know, whether do, would violent movies incline you toward di- violence? Would, would scary movies make a, a mental health challenge worse? Um, and, and I don't know that anyone has definitively answered it so so there may not it may depend partly on on who the person is and and the full profile of why they're seeking out the horror movies uh if it's if it's a compensation for something that they are trying not to act out then they may act out something and people will say oh it's it was the horror movies but but was it or were they going to the movies to try and contain something that that they then failed to contain it it's it's a constant debate i'm almost fascinated by people who are scared of going to these scary movies yet they're so excited to tell you how scared they were it's it's just <laughs> it's 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 crazy yes and and, and i particularly noticed that with the, the the demographic of say 17 or to, to 25 who they love to watch the movies in a group and and then scream and and then argue about who was more scared so yeah it becomes but it's very communal it's, it's almost like campfire scary stories you you're you're in a group and you're that you're just like oh my goodness when that happened i almost jumped out the window and they're like i know me too but that's also part of this control issue that that uh you you have the comfort of the group and when you say i was so so scared they're they they said me too and and there's a kind of communal uh, gathering to 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 cope with it, uh, and that's I think the other re- obvious reason. By far, the most popular demographic um, is is you know roughly eighteen to twenty five because uh, adolescence is, is itself is a little bit of a horror movie in the sense of not knowing one day to the next, even one hour to the next, whether you're going to be feeling like the world is amazing or everyone is out to destroy your life, and that. And the, the, to the hormonal, uh, of emotional surges of being an adolescent get displaced on, onto the screen, and and to to a degree, uh, especially if one of the teenagers can triumph in the movie, it's 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 a win for for the the struggle of being adolescent. Mm. And very quickly here, with the way gaming is out there and has evolved so much, how much has that changed horror movies? Well, quite a bit. I, I just uh, I just heard, you may not have even heard yet, but Five Nights at Freddy's, the current horror movie in the theaters, uh, is, is based on a video game. It just surpassed Taylor Swift. I didn't think anything could do that. But wow. It, it, as the, her, her, movie, her movie has just been knocked aside by this horror, horror movie based on a video game. And I think where the, where the influence has come is, well, first of all, you can base the movie on a video game and get an immediate audience because there are people who remember the game. But I think the other difference is when, you, when you're dealing with horror in video games, and we could have a whole other interview about this, you are, there's an extra level of involvement because you're interactive. You're, you're, you know, you're supposed to push a button or you're supposed to, uh, you're, and you're not just sitting in the audience. This is not Hitchcock's audience anymore. And I, have a, I think that that's starting to play out uh, 
in current horror movies, they're obsessed with social media. So uh, whether it's Five Nights at Freddy's or another movie I saw last night called Bodies, 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 which was uh, the, the, the horror was very much related to social media and, and TikTok, of all things. Dr. Wow. Leonard, what, in your opinion, is the scariest movie? I, I, you know, I, I used to say Psycho, and I still think that maybe is the most artistic. But I, I did, I did give way to The Shining because I, I felt that Kubrick, as he did with Two Thousand One, he, he creates an entire atmosphere, of, you know, seamless atmosphere, so you're literally inside. And uh, and as as and then Jack Nicholson, as he you know, in the in the performance of his career, to, to see a father who you're supposed to rely on give way to these murderous ghosts is, is just terrifying. Dr. Leonard, thanks for your time today. This is great stuff, and this is why we love horror yeah. movies, and thank you once again for joining us. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Nice talking to you.